0: Greg Waugh and Dan Beeston. Smart enough to know better. Roll out!
1: Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Greg Waugh! And I'm Dan Beeston. Welcome to episode 81. Dun, 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 81. In episode 81. I will be discussing how to wash your hands.
2: I will be discussing how the Melbourne Cup loses the world power. And I am going to protect you from radiation. And I'm going to point out when Neanderthals and humans first... Got it on Let's get it on Science is obsessed with us getting it on Oh, with digging up the bones of people who were boning Boom But first of all, who was that? That was the leader of the Autobots himself (laughs) Peter Cullen (laughs) Who?
1: No, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime, <laughs> Peter sorry. Cullen would never say roll out. That's true. He's a
2: voice actor. Yeah. That was
1: Optimus Prime. That was
2: Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen. And, and oh my goodness, now Optimus Prime, we are, we are now part of the Autobots. I'm going to I'm going to wear a s- stamp on my chest all the time. We are now an Autobot faction. I was such
1: a huge fan of the Transformers and kid. That was the thing that I just uh, glommed onto. I, mean,
2: I still have the toys. I, I am a man in my middle age. Oh, and I, wow. I still have them in a box, shrink-wrapped and ready to Go. I played with them. I'm not, they're not cherry, I'm afraid. But I have Wheeljack, and I have Optimus Prime, and I have Megatron, the pistol version, and Elsa's weapons. Like, you'd never be able to buy a Transformer that turns into a, a, a lifelike replica handgun. That just wouldn't, yeah. that would not be allowed anymore. It'd have to be orange thing. To, Although I always hated the fact that he turned into a handgun
1: because yes. his, one, his one power was being able to be welded by someone else. Yes,
2: true. By Starscream, which must have really upset him. Yeah, yeah. It must have really, really upset and him. Was it a little bit homoerotic?
1: Well, He grabs him by the... because legs. Those by are the his legs. legs. And then tr- and he pulls wraps the trigger. his strong, muscular... Ram- he, no, where's the trigger? Lo- that, the trigger's located. Yes. yes oh, my Dan, God. Yes,
2: Dan. You went there. Anyway. Robots in these guys. <laughs> um, God. Yay for Optimus Prime. Anyway, thank you, Optimus. Thank you, Peter Cullen. And we'll go see your new movie now. Uh, as long as it's not one of those awful Transformers movies. <laughs> Peter Cullen in Sleepers in Saddle 2. Meg Ryan, roll out. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing in this week in science? I went to see Professor Brian Cox Ooh. Thinking man's crumpet I've been reliably informed by the fair sex And he came to Brisbane to Is go- that girl clumsy? Because uh, she doesn't really
1: count. No, no, her, no. Lots, her, of, lots of women of Her compass have, is all over the shop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> lots of women have said this. Lots of women have said this. And, uh, and some said they didn't like him either. But anyway, that's a different story for a different time. Maybe he's a bit wet. Maybe he's a bit wet. Like, oh, yeah. A bit a more firm hand. But I'm just passing on information. He's d reamy it's, Oh, it's very good. Yes. Things going to get better. Professor Brian Cox, if people know him, he's kind of like the David Attenborough new version of him, maybe. David sexy. Attenborough 2.0. Yes, that's right. And he's sexy and he, he's got short, flat hair. And he's from, Man- he's from Manchester was he kept saying ooz last night, and I would see him journey to the cosmos, and it was with the Queensland Orchestra, Symph- symphonic The music Orchestra. people, the music people. Basically,
1: he does it in front of an ice cream van he does. that's running the entire time. That's
2: what it was. And they did the planet suite, and, they, and then he would go planets, 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 and then he go, and he sit down, and then they go da 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 da, and they go planets, 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 It's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. What I really liked about it because everyone sat down, and, and, the, and the conductor came out, and he bowed, and went clap, 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 clap. Very, very. Polite, Politely, 'cause it was a lot of older people and a lot of younger people. It was a weird mix, probably a different mix than mm-hmm. you normally gets these things, I would guess. But, oh know, the first violinist came out, clap, 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 and then the conductor came out, clap, clap, clap. And then Brian Cox comes out and the audience goes, Clap clap, clap clap, clap. A bit louder, but not very not out of control. And then mm-hmm. suddenly someone goes, Woo! Just one lone <laughs> young person went, Wait, we're at a concert. Woo! And the audience went. Oh. There was a <laughs> definite. Oh. oh, very
1: good. I'll no, be someone. Quiet. yet a young. Let a young person. That's
2: how very, And it was that kind of moment. Very and, oh, droll. Oh, oh, yes, well done, well done. And at the end, darling, isn't this crane. <laughs> look, look, They think the, they think
1: we're at one of those uh, music things.
2: <laughs> now shut the <laughs> up. And they they played it was it was really nice. It was, and I would strongly recommend people go to it. It was really lovely. And if you haven't got any interest in classical music, maybe you will after this because some of the music I went oh. I know this music. I know this music from lots of places. It's been stolen and reappropriated by everyone in lots of different areas. It's, it's oh, music from the Old Spice commercials. That's right. This is this is that music. Oh, I, I understand the connection now. It was really, really good to hear it. And also, at the end, what made me really laugh was I had this urge to go, oh, cool! And, like, run my feet the You know, you go to a concert, and everyone goes, well, that's it. We're out. We're ACDC, uh, and we're out of here. And then you go, oh, maybe they'll do another song, which they go going to do another song, because that's what they always do. they do their encore. But no one did a Ryan left, and the conductor left, and then Everyone just stood up and then the audience left. And you're like, oh, you expect everyone to go more, more, do another, You know, do Pluto, which was never made, but do it anyway. Yeah, that's good.
1: And have people, like, mixing up chemical combinations that let off photons and waving them over their head. <laughs> That's
2: right. It was good. I would strongly recommend it, though. If you get a chance to see it, if you come to your part of the world, go see Journey to the Cosmos. It's really worth seeing.
1: Cool. I cooked myself some shanks. Excellent. Some lamb shanks recently. Right. Did it in the sous vide machine. Oh, yes, yes. The, the, uh, the bath, the warm the bath The warm machine. bath machine. That's yes, very good. It has to cook for a while. Cook yes. for, like, 36 hours. Holy crap. Yeah, it takes a while at, like, 52 degrees or something. Yes. Because you've well, got to cook it that long. Is... <sighs> yeah, pretty much. But it makes all the proteins denature and break down yes. really wonderfully. So it's really delicious at the end. Mm. But what happened was the bags that I used were plastic bags. And if you know anything about plastic bags, they can be a little bit porous. Mm, they can be, yes. Yeah, on a, on a microscopic level, it's more like barbed wire that mm. stops the various water molecules passing through them. Hence why balloons than... deflate. Ah, yes. Because the molecules go out. So not only that but the water and the fluid from inside the package bled into the water. So we got a little bit of... I got some proteins from the meat getting into the water. So after 24 hours, I open it up and there's just this massive froth. Oh, lovely. Because (laughs) what has happened is that the protein has mixed in with the water, been agitated by the pump, and formed the form of bubbles and the protein on the bubbles has formed what's called a surface viscosity mm-hmm. which is different to water tension okay which is what holds the fluid's skin together yes yes And it's different to viscosity. It's a
2: polar molecule, yes.
1: Yep. And it's different to viscosity, which shows you how thick the fluid is, but it actually thickens up the interface between the fluid and the air. It's like a skin. Right. There are a couple of things at play here because the surface viscosity increases Mm -hmm. and that stops the water in the the wall of the bubble from flowing down as effectively, because mm-hmm. that's what will destroy your bubble, is all your water. Watch b- gravity pulls it down. Yes. And that little hole appears at the top and the whole thing pops. Right. Yes. It falls apart. So what you want to keep your bubble solid is for the skin to be nice and strong yes. to stop that water from running down the side. So the surface viscosity stops that water from flowing as effectively mm-hmm. and keeps it supported. And then there is also the you know, mm-hmm. bubble mixture. Yes, they also have something else, which is uh, the soaped skin. Yes. that's on both the inside and the outside of the water wall. Right, is polarized. Right, yes, and so one side of the chemicals are hydrophilic and they love it, and the other side are hydrophobic. Yes, and it just it just holds it all in place. Ooh. So there are a couple of things going on there. If you put something on the skin of that bu- bubble, yes, it will have trouble moving along the skin, right? More so than like it's kind of like the just the surface is made of a more frictiony type right. of material. I, yeah, right. Okay. So it's it's. And what it's, happens is you want your surface tension to drop because if the surface tension is too high, then whatever your surficant is can't move across the surface as effectively right and you want that surfactant to f- form a thin film across the entire bubble right so it's got to be just the right level of surface tension and just the right level of surface viscosity right and that's exactly what happened and that's why i had this horrible meat foam <laughs> sitting in my kitchen but,
2: but maybe in a degustation restaurant that might be like what how they make Maybe meat foam, we'd like, oh, like some lamb shank foam, and you could like, foam it off the top and like, deliver it on a plate. That is true. Maybe. Like, I'm sure that someone
1: has experimented with that. Yes.
2: Uh, Have you eaten lamb shank, lamb shank meat foam? Get uh, in contact with us. Uh, <laughs> I'll post some out to you. <laughs> it's amazing to me how keen scientists and the reading scientific public are, are into having sex with Neanderthals. We, we are obsessed Homo sapiens sapiens. See, obsessed with Eh? sex with Neanderthals.
1: I see a lot of different studies all over the internet when I'm reading it. And I'm wondering whether maybe the person who's obsessed (laughs) with these stories about Neanderthals having sex. is not so much the entire scientific community, but the person who correlates the stories and brings them to the podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe.
0: Because uh, I don't
1: think I've ever bought a story about Neanderthals <laughs> having sex to the podcast. But
2: I brought I quite a few. This one caught my attention because it's finally science works out the first time we had sex with Neanderthals, which makes me think, because they're like finding an etching of, of like two teenagers who've got off behind the bushes together. Yeah. And like, oh, well, yes, well, you know, ug and, and bog here are like... Wah, wah, wah. And this is kind of weird. Do we actually... But the answer is yes. It seems like we do actually care. So hold on to your horses, everyone, because they keep changing all the information. But I like to have it all written down here, so we know exactly where we are. Because people kind of have arguments about this, about how much Neanderthal d- DNA. I had an argument quite recently, or not argument. I, I just had to choose to disagree with them because they wouldn't listen to me. But you
1: have—that's how most arguments work on the internet. That's why. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then someone mentions when Hitler had sex with the Neanderthal. That's right.
2: It gets very confusing. If you are a human being who lives outside of Africa, so if you are not an African human being, then you are a, you, you have oh, 1.5. Are all human beings African? That's what I just said. A human being who lives outside of Africa, not an African human being. That's what I just said. So I said we are, we are all descended from Africa and human beings, but the Neanderthal joined up later, remember? Because when humans left Where did Africa, they come from? They also came out of Africa before us. All right. So they came and they, they went north into they went north into, into Europe and uh, into the Middle East much earlier then the second wave of Homo sapiens came, well the first wave of Homo sapiens went out and they met later on. So it's out of Africa humans who met the Neanderthals. Right. We've gotcha. talked about this. Come yeah. on, yeah. Stay with me on this one. So if you're... If Sorry, you are, I've been drinking a lot of foam. <laughs> so you have 1.5 to 2.1% of your genome is, is Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's without yeah. a doubt. That's
1: mostly been, located around my groin. That, that, and
2: my and exactly right. It seems now we can pinpoint... I don't the, say pinpoint when I'm talking about my groin. That's... <laughs> we have pinpoint that... We first had sex. We were, in the past, we were a bit worried. Like, when did we have sex in the Under titles? Everyone was very, very, very very keen to work that out. It was very, very keen. Was what a, date? Like, yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? Do we take him on a date? Do we, we take him to the pictures? Was it like the Flintstones? Do we, we have a gay old time? Was it, a big, was it a big... Did the gentleman knock the
1: lady over the head with a, a, a large a- wooden club <laughs> in the style of an internet message person? <laughs> that's too topical. That's, that's, that's
2: that is quite topical. That's very good. Now, I, we, in the past... We we had sex with Neanderthals, or, and they had sex with us between thirty seven thousand to eighty six thousand years ago. That's a big window. That's a big sex window. That's <sighs> that's 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 fifty thousand years, just under forty nine thousand. Yeah, that's that's not that's not a fling,
1: is it? No, that's, that's a, a that's, that's a long term. That's a long
2: term. But we don't know what happened in there. It's like it could happen. And that's a long time. That's longer than our civilization's been running. So it's not really. It's not useful. It's like saying, so hey, uh, so I heard you and uh, the person you like had sex. Yes, we did. It, when did it happen? Is sometime in the last forty-nine thousand mm. years. Like five hundred million
1: days of summer. Yeah, the Yeah. Na- a- <laughs> now but now Zoe comes- Dashnel with a tiny <laughs> forehead and a massive jaw. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. But still big, shiny
2: doll eyes. <laughs> they looked at a femur of a Siberian man and he was it's a forty-five thousand year old femur. And they've worked out that he definitely had sex with a Neanderthal. Well, he was the product of sex with a Neanderthal. Ah. So they're saying that it's, we can now pinpoint it down to 45,000 years. Everyone stop worrying. It's not 39,000. It's not 37,000. It's not 86,000. It's 45,000 years ago. And until I hear a better date, like it was 45,000 years, July the 16th, Two fifteen, February fourteen, and they brought flowers. Thirty eight thousand BC. <laughs> then I won't mention it again. But I was—I got excited. Forty five thousand years ago, we were getting it on with another human
1: species. You say we, but potentially we were getting it on with a with the Homo sapiens. If, if It's the two point one percent of yourself that's talking right now. Yeah. Then yes. Oh yeah, that's that's the only that's that's the part that's in control, baby. Hey, baby, do you want to see my two point one percent? Is that a f- fiscal thing? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber-door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber-door. Only this, and nothing more. "'Open here,' I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt, and flutter in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made, he not a moment stopped, or stayed he, but with mean of lord or lady perched above my chamber-door.' quoth the raven nevermore. more shocked was i and fairly eager searched the bird for high-tech speaker av gear to broadcast english not found on the clothes it wore its type of communication to my sense of consternation was not simply invocation from a broadcast boffin's jaw not the signal broadcast from the flapping of a person's jaw options i would think of more "'Grabbed the bird and chase frenetic, "'drew the blood to test genetic for manipulation made "'to allow birds to make rapport. "'Searched I for the hidden beacons, "'80 pairs and CG frequents lurking in genetic sequence "'for a change nature to bore, "'For a man-made DNA change, that nature would quite abhor. Quoth the Raven, "'Nevermore.'" As answers go, this one's the shittest. Could survival of the fittest explain how a talking raven possibly could walk my floor? Could his well-made elocution result from some evolution from the simple execution genes selected or ignored? Surely timescales are too brief to select genes or leave ignored. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Hence, the answer kept alluding to my laptop for computing data run to solve this problem and my sanity restore. But my laptop's thinking chops, while fine to play the game Black Ops, required upgrade to gigaflops that was to run on Duo Core. My machine did run so hot processing on my Duo Core. I'll upgrade from two to four. And the program still processing memory banks require addressing every 18 months more transistors committed to the chore. Obsessed now with natural parity as my vision loses clarity, I ask when singularity will bring the answers I adore. When will superfast computing bring the answers I adore? Quoth the Raven. Never more. <laughs> Time, was, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Wait, you had a cold. Yeah, it's done now. Did you wash your hands? No, no it's done. It's fine. Just keep washing your hands. I don't want. No, get them away from me. Make sure that they are washed and that they are dried. And you know the best way to dry it. I'm sure you tell me. Very soon. Oh, wait, part of the thing. This is part of the thing. It's theatre of the mind. I don't actually ever want you to touch me. You don't need to wash your hands. All right.
2: There are many ways to dry your hands. There are. Can I, can I guess them? Can I guess them? Go on. You could get a lover to blow on them sensually. Like a Neanderthal. Yes. You go, yes. A, a big hairy... I'm just saying that's one And you could wipe them on an animal... But more seriously, you Can we could We move to the more, more hygienic no, ways a, sure. of doing it. Uh, well, you could of course use paper towel, paper towels, paper towel or, or a cloth, just so, you know, a a rag that you keep yep. around, like, a, a rubbing rag, which probably wouldn't be that hygienic, but anyway, the rubbing rag. I use a so rubbing rag all of my body. And of course, um air go motors. up to
1: go up to the Moors every year on November the 12th and wash yourself
3: <laughs> under rubbing rag yes. and good luck for you. And <laughs> like it happened to me, I'm 24. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I've got polio <laughs> and chlamydia from the rag. <laughs> you got polio from the rag.
2: My mother... Well, nah no, forget it. It's from older the rubbing, you see. <laughs> <laughs> The
3: rubbing continues to keep the polio virus in. Your
2: <laughs> None of this works. Anyway, uh, um, and of course, air blowers. Air, air blowers, that's how it goes, air blowers, we air blowers, and you can rub your hands over. You
1: know what it. everyone always says about them? What's that? They don't work. They, they, don't. they just, oh, they, ne- they never dry. They never dry. They're like, you hate them because they go, oh, I don't even use them because <laughs> you gotta go, <laughs>
2: And you're rubbing your hands, yeah, right, and they're yeah.
1: just still all clammy and moist. Yeah, and you're like, true. well,
2: that's a... And then you have to reach around to the person who's waiting behind you and just go, ah, all over their face. For those ah, people not watching the video podcast, ah, Greg is
1: making a motion ah, that makes that comment make more sense. Ah, they can get it from the voice. Ah. They're going to get something from that voice. <laughs> Possibly the heebie-jeebies. That's what I want, baby. Welcome to the podcast. Heebie-jeebies will dry you out nice and quick. <laughs> then there's the Dyson Airblade. Dyson
2: Airblades. That dries quickly are and we, cleanly. Are they, are, they, are they giving us money? Are they, is that what's happening? Are they, are they a sponsor of the show? Is that what's,
1: Let's find out how the science falls out All right. we, before we decide to approach them. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it'll be great and we'll make millions, millions. Because the Dyson air, they're, they're used in hospitals. Yes, they've public toilets. Public toilets. Yes, they've got like infrared beams to like do more cleansing with the beams. They've got filters underneath to That's filter right. the air through and stuff. Lots of air. You put your hand in, you go. Yeah. Mm. So there was a study done. Oh, cool. A study, a study which uh, we're
2: going to promote, which will get us money from Dyson. Go from the School of Biosciences. Ooh, a sounds-
1: comparative study of different hand-drying methods: paper towels, warm air dryers, and the Dyson. Airblade dryer. Oh, Oh, we need Peter Cullen to uh, to (laughs) roll out with your airblade. Now, the airblade took the exact same amount of time as paper towels take to dry. Excellent. Nice and fast. That's good. The warm air dryer? Yes. It took a long time. Long long time. Four years. Now, the bacteria in the hands after drying? Yes. On the fingertips of the hands? Yes. Okay, the paper towels did well. 50-70% 50 to 70% less bacteria on our finger pads. Right. The warm air dryer did not do well. Ugh. The warm air dryer left 200% more bacteria <laughs> on
2: the finger pads <laughs> oh. than before the hands were washed. Oh, basically, it's like you give them a less nice warm bath of air and it's like,
1: yay, well, the play, wee, go, I, go, go. That is pretty much what. No, well, it, that's not only that, but it's also sucking in contaminants yes. from the fan and yes. forcing it onto your hands. Nice. Okay. Here's a nice little surface underneath the machine yep. where we can all breed because it's kind of moist and kind and kind of warm, will breed into this enormous group of things and then just suck through the machine and
2: spit (laughs) it onto your hands. Nice. 200%. Two hundred percent. Okay, that's terrifying. The
1: Dyson Airblade.
2: <gasps> Here we go with the, with the money. Here comes the money shot. Fifty percent increase
1: in bacteria. Ah, uh, no money for us. No, no, that's uh, it's not good. Uh, the palms showed similar numbers, like because we were just talking yes, about fingertips. Yes, Airblade slightly more effective. Only grew fifteen percent more bacteria. Hooray! So your hands <laughs> only slightly dirtier than if you <laughs> hadn't washed your hands in the first place. <laughs> The slow air dryer went up to 250% more bacteria. Oh, my goodness. So, like, you could... Wipe yourself yes. in the bathroom and walk out and be less horrifying than the warm air dryer.
2: So next time you see a person who just walks out, especially a man in a bathroom, I, I get the heebie-jeebies. That can't be right. Like you, yeah. These <laughs> people must be starting with clean hands. Yes, they must be. Yeah, they're not just the filthy animals who go and don't wash their hands. Still, what we're still saying is you still need to wash it. Don't just go, oh, I've gone to the toilet, got to walk out now, smart as a said it's cool. No, no, no. Wash your hands, you dirty mongrel, and, uh, and you'll be fine. Then fu- dry them. Then with, a, with, a, with a paper towel. Well... There's another problem with the Dyson
1: Airblade. Oh, yay! Because they also did a test for the the potential for contamination of the environment. (laughs) They artificially contaminated the machines with yeast. Oh, good. Which isn't so bad. No, it's... Yeast is great. Bread, beer... Now, using paper towels meant that contamination didn't occur more than 25 centimetres from the drying location, and it wasn't very strong. Oh. Like, it it was a tiny little spot and not very strong. Sure. The slow air dryer contaminated a lot of the area... that was very close to it. Right. So just had that in.
2: Oh. oh, no. I, I know. See where this is going. Yeah, I feel that. But if you... Hang but, on, hang on, hang on. Let me just kick in. If you then add a jet engine to okay. that device... Is that what you're saying here? The Dyson Airblade <laughs> basically blew yeast all over the f***ing <laughs>
1: place. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, it'll blow yeast two metres from ground zero. <laughs> oh, no. And not only that, but where you find Dyson oh. Airblades, you'll generally find a couple of them. And they won't be further than two meters apart. Oh no! So you'll have bacteria. It uses it like a relay to the
2: moon. It's it's the Pony Express among the stars. It's the (laughs) Pony Express (laughs) of horrible disease. That's horrible. Oh, we're not, I don't want and, their money. Tell Dyson
1: I don't want their money. And not only that, but all the different <laughs> bacterias and diseases are actually mixing together. And then some of them are eating each other. Oh, and great. Such, and so only the strong survive. <laughs> so there are <is> super viruses.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Dyson, what have you done? They swabbed a public Restroom. Oh, lovely. The romance of science. I'm going to be a scientist (laughs) when I grow up. This is not what I imagined.
2: I would look at space, I I swab toilets.
1: I wanted to have a nuclear reactor.
2: Shut up, shut up and swab. Keep swabbing. Keep swabbing. Keep swabbing or I won't give you Q-tips next time. Okay. <laughs> the air... the rubbing rag. Get the rubbing rag.
1: The air that we breathe... Yes. ...when these things were running had 15 particles of bacteria per cubic centimetre. Right. The surfaces had 171 particles per square centimetre, and the surface at the bottom of the trough of the air blade. Yes. ...had 7,000 particles. You know, here you put your hands down through the rainforest
2: of horror. And just that there's a bottom trough. It's like the bottom of a urinal, basically. I'm I'm amazed a predator alien doesn't leap out and drag you into it and just like. Well, I'll tell you what sort of aliens are in there. Oh, okay. You've got E. coli?
1: Good. Klebsiella, all sorts of Staphylococcus, and Pseudomonas erugunosa. <laughs> Those ones You've, you could get urinary tract infection, right? Pneumonia. Don't
2: put your penis on it. Pneumonia.
1: Oh, lung infections. Oh, and boils. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, and curses. Apparently, you can be cursed by a Dyson air <laughs> blade. <laughs> What? So it's yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like a mummy's curse, but it's your body's natural reaction. Go expel, expel.
3: Oh my goodness! Seal
2: all the orifices. Yes.
1: Form an overpressure. So in all the tests of the study, paper towels were found to be superior to both types of electric dryer, with the exception of the hand-drying efficiency and speed, where the Dyson Airblade was equal to the paper towel, but not better than. Right. The warm air dryer was never better at anything. So mean. isn't that staggering? Because you think that these super tight yes, tech devices just, would be amazing and really clean and really yes. effective. And <laughs> they put them in hospitals.
2: Yeah, they're awful things. Yeah. The only answer, of course, is autoclave yourself. You have to get in an autoclave yeah, and yeah. sit there for 30 minutes in 600 degree heat. Don't do that. Please don't do that.
1: And the thing is, I mean, this is proper science. Yes. Like, you can follow along with the experiment. It's proper science. It's sponsored by the European Tissue Symposium (laughs) in Brussels. (laughs) The report is a commercial assignment carried out by the University of Westminster Trading Co- Limited. It is not a peer-reviewed scientific report uh, from the University of Westminster, uh, said a Dyson spokesman. It is the work of a researcher, Keith Redway. His mythologies are biased and misleading. Among the false and unsubstantiated claims are that jet hand dryers increase bacteria on people's hands. Dun, dun, dun. But then yes But then, Westminster Uni said, The research team led by Keith Redway are independent of any commercial interest and carry out research on a consultancy basis. For a wide range of organizations and yeah. companies. And they plan to have it
2: peer reviewed soon, which is just the same as having a peer review, yes. apparently. <laughs> This is the problem. One of the interesting points that you're making is you have to be see when you pick up a science report. Where did it come from?
1: Yeah. Follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. Well, Dyson points out that his
2: study skips
1: a bunch of important aspects using paper towels. Mm. Contamination on the dispenser, uh, for instance. Because yes. when you get a paper towel and your hands are wet, you grab the paper towel and it doesn't come out and yes. it gets and it moistens yes. the whole bottom of the towels. So you pull that paper towel out, but some of your moisture is wicked yes. or already wicked up into those other towels. Uh, Freaks me out every time I do it. Although I get freaked out very easily. It's true, it's true. An independent study conducted by Camden BRI, the UK's leading food research institute, confirmed the aerosolation of bacteria is not an issue for the Dyson Airblade hairdryer. It has hygiene certifications from the NSF International, which is the National Sanitation Foundation, and the Royal Society for Public Health. The machine is currently being used in hospitals, including the Royal Mars in Kingston, after meeting their stringent hygiene Requirements. An independent report on hygiene and hand-drying from Bradford University submitted
2: for peer review. So you're, you're saying... Bradford is where the airblade dryer was developed, though. <laughs> so... Right. Is this who, gets, it, yes, who gets to submit their science? There's together? a lot of angry dogs in this yeah, pitch. Yeah, that's true. Everyone has a dog in the fight. It's interesting, though. So we, what we're really saying is, after all that, we don't really know if it's true or not. Well, we're not really... Suatis and Abed is not really advocating one way or the other at this point. Both the towels people and the airblade people
1: reckon the old-style hairdryers are a f***ing <laughs> death trap. Well, yes... <laughs> No one seems to be stepping up to defend sure. those guys. Although, if you've ever tried to dry your hands under one yep. of them, you know why no one is trying to defend them. Sure. They are the w- stupidest thing that human beings have ever invented. Fair enough. But the worst thing you can do is not dry your hands at all. Right. Good. That's if, what we're saying? Yeah. Wet saying. Yes. Wet hands grow bacteria up to 1,000 times faster okay. and allow for transference to and from surfaces more effectively. So if your hands are wet and you touch something... The, or heaps of bacteria will get on. It, like, sure. if someone drops food on your hand, even if it's less than five seconds, don't pick it up and eat it.
2: That's true. That's
1: all and that includes you, actually, now that I think about it. If you drop food into your hand, don't eat from your hand. It's disgusting. Dry your goddamn
2: hands. <laughs> this has been a message from Flood After But, Angry Dan Department.
1: No, wait. No, wait. Because okay. there's another thing. There's another thing. Oh, this is a bit of a tangent. But yes. Paper towels. Yes. Uh, they, uh, I thought this was over. It never ends. Now, some people go, oh, no, paper towels not good for the environment. Mm, yes. And Dyson Airblade's very good for the environment because mm. they use a little tiny bit of electricity. And that's yes. true. They're pretty mm. good for the environment. But paper towels... What what are paper towels made out of? Wood pulp. Wood pulp. Yes. And what's wood pulp? Wood. It's wood. And where does wood come from? Trees. Trees? And where, how do the trees make the wood? I, uh, uh, sunlight. No. Oh, carbon no. dioxide, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Sorry, sorry. They yes. suck carbon yes. dioxide out of the air yes. where
2: it's a problem. But, but I see where you're going with this. Uh, no, no, no. Well, uh, let no me oh, oh, if you see oh, where I'm going, the yes. audience may not. So okay. I'm going okay,
1: to gonna, gonna bury myself okay, deep in this hole. Go. So <laughs> they pull the carbon dioxide out of the environment yes. and they put it in the tree. And then yes. we pull that out and stick it in the paper towels. Yes. And then with the paper towels, we go, oh, we better recycle this so we don't aren't making lots more trees. But the thing is... The more trees we have and then cut down and buried deep in the earth, the more sequestered carbon dioxide. So is recycling paper bad for the environment?
2: It, <laughs> but this is the problem. It is, as long as your government is actually burying the paper, not burning the paper, and that, there's the problem. Who would do that? People do it a lot. People
1: are f***ing yes. idiots. I forgot. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, that was a really good... I thought I'd saved the world. <laughs> Greg, you should meet Dave. He's just like you. He's surly,
2: loves science, and is a vegetarian. No, Dan, he's not a vegetarian. He is not. He eats fish.
1: Oh, well, well, he's still vegetarian, just a a different type of vegetarian to you. There's a
2: term for people like him. Yeah, it's pescatarian. No, Dan, he's a fish and (laughs) chippercrit. So every November in Australia, there is something called the race that stops the nation. To use a horrible old cliche, it's the white man. The, the, they're the they're the race that stopped this nation. <laughs>
1: Right, we we, no. were, we were moving fine, having a nice indigenous <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> we we were were ba- we... balanced in the environment, and then the white man came
2: and ruined everything. Right, so what? Well, yes, yeah, Stan Beeson, the uh, indigenous Australian. Mm. I'm.
1: We've got a common yes. ancestor. Oh, for goodness'
2: sakes. Yes, we're all human beings, so we are. Don't, oh, yes. That's that's the only thing I've got. Steady, steady, steady. Anyway, the Melbourne Cup. We talk about here. The Melbourne Cup is a horse race. For those in, around the world who don't know, it's a big horse race in Australia. Is it uh, like the the Grand? National or the, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's pretty famous in Australia. I think it's pretty famous around the world as well. I don't know parochial about it, but it's in Australia. It's a big thing, especially big in Victoria. And the Victorians forget that they're not the only Australians. I, at my work, we still had a little brunch, and we had watched a little horsey race. You won. You won. You won. A I prize. won four dollars on a sweep. I put here's one dollar. I will put towards and, your ridiculous. And race. they had fashions on the field, and you won. I did. I won fashions on the field. because All these women were like, "I'm going to wear a lovely hat." And I I do a lot of acting stuff. I have many, <laughs> many lovely hats, so I wore one, and I. I won! I won peanut M&M's! It was fantastic. Uh-huh. And they didn't know what to do with it. There was one, I actually had to laugh, because I, I was sashaying down with my lovely hat on. And, uh, and it was like, yay, it's a guy confusing, hooray! And and this one guy, was, this older guy, was clapping me, like every time I went past him, he'd clap me really, really like, hooray! I... And I was like, oh, that's really that's, that's very nice of him. And then I, they said, oh, Greg, do you do another turn? So I went and did another turn, and he was like, yay! And he was like, really, was like, really? Was like, yes! And I was like, oh, and and, and then I won. And I did my mm-hmm. usual like, oh, <laughs> thank you, thank and you. Then I I got a promotion, no, and no, now I work directly under him. No, no, no. The, the, uh, the, 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 these. I, I oh, thank you, everyone, and I'd like to thank my biggest fan. I walked up and grabbed him by the shoulder, touched him on the shoulder. He went, "No, that's too much. That's too much." I'm willing to support you when you're over there. <laughs> and I even said that. I just love the uh, fact he was like, "You're all fine at a distance. Coming too close is a little bit too scary for me." So
1: I've never had so much empathy for a fellow human being.
2: <laughs> anyway, Melbourne Cup. Yes. What happens? So it's, it's three p.m. That's when the, the, the. Race happens normally at three PM the horses take off mm-hmm. and they run for two kilometers, I think, and they run around a track and sometimes they die. We're not talking about that. And they race round, 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 and everyone paid mace lots of money for it. Mm-hmm. What else happens at three PM in Australia, do you think? Three PM On that day on that November. That day, yes. something's the fifth something, or something? The second? I
1: don't uh, know. The, the the November the horses yeah the, the November the, the horses remember
2: the Melbourne Cup day
1: Melbourne Cup day okay yes three, At 3 o'clock PM. Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne race Cup day happens. yes um, around Australia
2: what happens
1: everyone stops and watches TV this is true and therefore there are more TV signals in the air <laughs> no. I don't know how that works <laughs> no. um, the everyone doesn't go to the toilet
2: everyone steps away from their workstations everyone steps away from what they were doing factories shut down. And electricity drops around the country. Wow. They actually can see a major drop. So we go from to the New South. only New South Wales, so one of our states. At three PM, uh, they dropped from seven point eight gigawatts of energy being generated for New South Wales to seven point seven gigawatts of energy back up well, to that's seven nothing. So that's just that's, that's just point a, a, one of a gigawatt. That's a lot of power, Dan. Well, What's you, a gigawatt? You can barely do anything with a gigawatt. You can do a <laughs> You need 2.1 gigawatts to get back in time. So there you go. Oh, shit. That's a lot of power. <laughs> That's a lot of power. So it's a .1, and it drops down. And it's been, it's been shown around the world this is something happens not just for Australia power stations actually have to take into account when TV shows end so in Britain in London they actually have to look at when EastEnders the TV show EastEnders finishes because ah. everyone gets up and puts the coffee on and it ruptures their system, their system they, can, they can go up by 0.1 of a gigawatt just by people putting on the toaster and the kettle and, and turning on other device, microwave putting on all things around their house so these people actually watch the telly and have a clock time when the television's going to end. In Australia, they actually have it for the State of Origin matches. Our, we, have the, right. we, have, we have a silly football game. The, the, the NRL plays, I shouldn't say that, i have I'm probably annoyed quite a few people there, but there's a big football match. There's three of them, and no one cares. It's Queensland versus... It's the Rugby it's, Iron. It's the Rugby Iron. It's the... It's the it's the, it's the, it's the, the ball. Rugby Iron players are playing yeah. Sockball. Sock ball. And there's three games. Anyway, for that game, because around the world, it like, state of what? It doesn't matter. And, and, and the rest of Australia doesn't care about State of Origin. It's Queensland versus New South Wales. But let's say Queensland is doing well... Then the New South Wales will get a power spike. Oh if no! People leave, they go, oh, I'm not watching this crap anymore. And they switch on all their power and go back. Or so uh, it's someone's job down at the electricity yes. company to watch these things again. Yes.
1: go, look, if this starts going pear shaped,
2: so like, they have to know the scores of do. things. They have to have. They, to they, have to they need to they know. know. When they, they they actually ring up and say, when do you think this, this round? When, when, when exactly when this side, this round, this putt they is They need to over. get.
1: They need to get.
2: <laughs> I wonder if they need to get preview
1: copies of like the really big shows just in case people like oh, this is a good episode of Lost, and people are, like, really engaged, or, oh, this is a shitty episode of Lost.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's actually really interesting. So there you go. So, they watch, your te- they watch your mm. television. They keep track of the time. Because it's races. hard to
1: power down a power station. Like, and it's hard it's, to well, move well, it back to even a, a well, little they, bit. Well, they
2: said turning it down is actually easier because this article has said that actually they can open up outlet valves yeah. and this rush water, especially when it's hydro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well, but it still wastes coal and money. Yeah, yeah it does. They, they don't want to do and, that. And, and, but they, So they try and they, they, they have to wrap it up. They try and give it a 20 second. They need to be 20 seconds ahead of the game so that they, oh, wow. so they can go go press the button it goes, brings the system back up and then so when you hit your i want coffee now then of course it will doesn't rush the system and the, the grid system. is slightly more pa- able and yeah able wow. to handle it. and it, and supposedly the grid is actually quite unstable they're saying that it only has such to, a delicate it only balance to go like point 1 of a percent either way and you can have brownouts like it's that mm. it's not like 1% 0.1 and we never of get percent. brownouts anymore no we like, don't.
1: it hardly ever happens and I
2: mean, i'm guessing cuz these people know what they're doing also i think the systems a lot more resilient than they used cl- to be above girl clumsy's
1: dining room table. Like, that is the one place in all of Brisbane where there seems to be, I don't know
2: who she paid to get those things installed. That's internet signals that you talked about last time. That's actually oh, the right. signals coming through. You can actually detect if, when when the heavily using the internet, it seems to bleed into the electrical system and it flashes those lights slightly on and off.
1: Oh, my God. I, so can you have you been able to figure out where, when she's looking at pictures of Game of Thrones characters or, or with, with, or with their show? Professor
2: Professor Cox? <laughs> Professor Cox rubbing oil onto Jon Snow's abs. That's, that would just be amazing. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, every time you're watching a sports ball game or any kind of sporting thing or big cultural event, then the power is going up and down, and someone's job is to madly pull the levers and press the buttons and turn the dials. So oh, that's can, a beautiful mental image. So you can have a nice cup of coffee when it all goes pear-shaped and you lost your $2,000 on a horse that dropped dead.
0: <sighs> Ooh. Ooh.
3: Planet Earth! That's me. You can call me Dan. This is a courtesy message. Your planet has been selected for destruction. What? No! no. For what possible reason? We have scoured your planet's communications. We have poured over your most active and successful community of minds. Most successful community? TEDx? YouTube!
1: No! But Please! But... Earth has so much more to offer than YouTube comments. They do not represent the best that we have to offer. We
3: have music and science and philosophy. Have you uh, read through this? Let me choose a couple of random... No, I... All of these guys are autistic, neck-bearded fat-asses. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that... All bronies really need a dick in their mouth. Well, yeah, but I... I don't give a shit about your statistic. <laughs> LOL! This is funny, bitch. Shave your pits. That's just nasty. Now, what? Give me a video of you smashing your Mac. I need something to jerk off to. You've just wasted your money buying a piece of shit. PC is awesome. FULL STOP! All caps... They said that about a preferred operating system? There's literally millions of pages of this! So... So? So we're going to blow up the Earth! Probably for the best. Godspeed!
2: Smart enough to know better, would like to point out that the comments in the last sketch are verbatim from YouTube.
1: Bring on the alien destruction. You're going to like this one. Am I? The frog princess recently told me a story about a woman who asked for the Wi-Fi to be turned off mm. because she was very sensitive to it. Ah. Very sensitive to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Now, Wi-Fi, like mobile phones, use pulse-modulated microwaves. Mm-hmm. You know what else uses microwaves, Microw- Greg? Microwaves? The
2: microwaves? The microwave oven, Dan. The microwave! It- A microwave uses microwaves. It you know what those it. things do? It cooks things. It cooks everything. It, it, it agitates water molecules. It flips
1: the water molecules yes. back and
2: forth and heats it up. It upsets them. It makes them move faster. They it heats heat- by friction. It does. <laughs> It's terrifying. It's right. You know what, else, what, you know what he does? Can I, can I just say that when I was young, I never, when I put on the microwave, I never stood in front of it because I, I didn't understand that was a shield in front. I, my brain just didn't, I didn't understand science. I was only young. And so I would go, wait, the microwaves have to come out because I can see in. Therefore, radiation is coming out because I was clever enough to work that out. Ah. Therefore, if I stand in front of it, I'm only short. My brain is right in front of that big window of microwaves. I don't want superpowers right now, so I will step to the left. So I'd always stand slightly off-centre from the microwave <laughs> to protect myself because I was an idiot. Man, that's wonderful. <laughs> but well, back, you back should to your be, mock, yo, back no, to your foe rage. It's
1: good. It's good that you were wary because you <laughs> yes. know what? Because if microwaves are heating stuff up, you know what heat does?
2: It, it makes things warmer. Destroys sperm. In my head.
1: What? What have you been doing <laughs> when you were eight? <laughs> This has gone down a terrifying <laughs> rabbit hole. Yes. I don't. No one back, answer any back, questions. Back off!
2: Back off. That's what she said. No! <laughs> no! We no more. Okay. Okay. I don't know who the
1: she is because if someone's going. No! To- okay, no! <laughs>
3: Greg! Yes? We're being
1: bombarded with radiation right now! Oh, oh God! Cell towers? Yes! Wi-Fi? Yes! Radio signals? Yes! I know! The Earth's sun? I know!
2: Chad? Chad? Thank you very much. The Earth's sun? Don't call it the earth sun, gets upset.
1: I was explaining what it was.
2: Oh, okay, right. Because
1: if we always just go Chad, yes. then some listeners were like, what, what the, f-? the f*** is it? So he's kind of nice but to not Colin. In.
2: Colin's not radiating us. Well, Colin, reflective.
1: the bouncing—you y- mean the Earth's moon? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay, it's named. reflecting. It radio- is. I'm sure it's not helping. No, it's not helping. Screw you, Colin. The infinite void itself was cosmic ray. No cosmic rays, Dan. I don't even. Wanna- I'm learning about this stuff. It's freaky. They call it background radiation,
2: it's just, I don't, but it still
1: fucking f- hits that's, us. That's, that's true. It's out,
2: The whole universe has to kill us. Kill us, Dad. What can we do? How do you stop it? I mean, we can't. Just give up. You Everyone, can't? It, that's it. We just, you cannot stop radiation. We, well, Faraday
1: cage. <gasps> True. We can build but a cage. I bet around the whole house. You, that's well, going to be so expensive. Well, yes. Maybe. Chicken wire. Chicken wire would be less expensive. Still a lot of work. Yes. I've got a better idea. Because the frog princess found a solution to our problem with the oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. It's called the Unity Hologram Pyramid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, that
1: sound is the sound of Greg realizing what sort of segment this is.
2: <laughs> as long as it can sharpen my razor blades, I don't care.
1: Because you know what? All these things that radiation does, yes. it also does something else. What's it do? It scrambles cellular communication within the body and can even break both strands of DNA. Oh my God, Really? The EMF shield hologram is a micro-thin holographic film encoded, right, with very specific creation codes of the universe and organic biology. (laughs) These cones continuously... Come on, please, please. I on. can, I can hear you giggling with delight, I knowing, have, yes, knowing uh, ha- how we don't, no longer creation, have to bathe the entire house, in chicken codes, wire. creation Re- codes, creation codes. Okay, creation codes. They continuously project an, inf- an informational field of sacred geometry <laughs> into your local <laughs> environment, harmonizing any scattered electromagnetic energy oh, fields good good i'm
2: glad it's a field a field huh? now the an energy
1: field an energy an field, field, right. field yeah. right
2: yes good good that energy field good yeah, the entire field. It needs no, to be mowed. Yes. It
1: needs to be mowed with an energy mower. <laughs> energy mower, right. Okay. Up. Now, the problem with these little holograms, <laughs> their range is a little bit limited. Oh, no. Of course it would be, yes. Yeah, no, it's have... like about 11 meters or so. Oh, that's My a... house is bigger than that. It's true. What could you possibly do? Not strong enough to protect my home Ugh. or my business. Or your loved ones. Or my compound. That's what it was my called. spooky cult <laughs> compound. So, how do you magnify the power of a hologram? Positive thinking. I don't know where that works, but given the science that I'm talking about, <laughs> it probably does help. What you do is you embed it in an acrylic resin
2: pyramid. Oh, that was my second point. Where do you embed it? Uh, uh, in your uh, in your heart chakra. No, in stupid your chakra. No,
1: they, these are these are esoteric things. Uh, an acrylic pyramid doesn't have oh. a chakra. Oh no no no, your it's chakra. just an antenna, Greg. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You embed it a third of the way up from the base. Of what? because of, of the pyramid Oh right the hologram is embedded a third of the way up the base in the pyramid. right uh, oh I see and you know and of course you understand why. The sacred geometry. Well, it has the highest resonance. factor. Oh, well, one third highest uh, resonance factor. Right, resonance of, of, of creation codes. Pyramids, yes. equal resonance. Of, there's no better resonator. Right. There's no
2: better antenna than a pyramid. That's that's why that's, the whole universe, like modern civilization, is built on triangle. Triangle. That's why every on top of every building. Have you ever seen uh, the
1: the broadcast of a television show? Yeah. Yeah. What are the antennas? Big. Big, big pyramids! Are they? They're big pyramids. Uh, are they? They are. They're very pointy, but they're big pyramids. Oh. Ever seen a cell tower?
2: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah? yeah. Are they pyramids? No. They don't
2: work very well, do they? <laughs> What about my car antenna? That's just an antenna. That's like, I feel that, that can be a very, 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 it's, it's a, a very acute pyramid. It's, it's very, very it's tiny, but it's actually, yes. It's, oh. it's round, but it's made of tiny, tiny pyramids. Right.
1: Tiny oh. microscopic pyramids. Right. All the way up Crystalline
2: here. pyramids. like yes. Oh, very good. Science, science. Science. Creation Speaking code. of science, Ooh. here's a bit that's based I, I'd on like
1: science. To, I'd like to speak of science. Yeah. That'd be nice to get into well, at some point. Well, this will be good because uh, you know how particles <laughs> pop into and out of existence in a vacuum? Oh, they do. They actually, they actually do. That's yeah. true. That's there That's that, yeah. that well, a real thing. Well, energy waves do that too. Do they really? Yeah. Do and they. they don't need a vacuum to do it. Oh. No. Right. And this is based on peer-reviewed hearsay and speculation. <laughs> the hologram. <laughs> right. The delight at not having no. to pay for chicken wire no. is just over- I, I, overwhelming. I you. am just... Just full of something. The hologram basically encourages the destruction of energies and recreation of those same energies. Oh, but
2: oh, destructions of energy. They they energy. Oh, oh, like like, energy. In the,
0: like like
2: zero point energy cannot be created.
1: No, in a in a vacuum it pops in and pops out of existence. That's 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 the same. that's that's what that's they're the talking about, on, right, they? okay. It's not it's not destroyed on long term, but it right. it pops out and pops back into existence. Oh, okay.
2: That's science, Greg. I see. No, no creation codes. Yeah, creation. Codes. <laughs> uh, so
1: when they, when it pops back into creation though, yes. uh, it's been restored to a base state. Oh so any energy that isn't informed or in a natural state comes right. out as pure and healthy. Oh,
2: oh so it goes from so naughty energy, unhealthy energy, into healthy energy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very, much more sense. So and creation codes. And it's amplified by the pyramid. Yes. Protects the whole house.
1: Very good. From Wi Fi, thank god microwaves and all other energy. And that's
2: why you can't ring the pharaohs. Because they, they're inside a big no, pyramid. Yeah, no. I try ringing a pharaoh. They're like, "We sorry, you can't get nothing them right now. No signal. No signal. No signal. No, SOS only. That's it." Yes. <laughs> which is which is ironic because they're stuck inside a pyramid for five thousand years. They couldn't. So, how much does this delight cost, Dan? Oh, well, that it's compared to chicken wire. Yes. Compared to putting a Faraday
1: cage in yes. the entire house. Yes. Only eighty bucks. Oh, that's that's cheap. Twice the price. Well, if funny you should mention twice the price. Oh, right, because if you wanted to pay twice the price, you would get one that
2: was twice as big. Oh, well, would that would be twice, almost the... two centimeters across. Is it, is it four times as effective? Is, is it like a, is it like inverse square law? Is it square law? I should say. Is it like does it get? Well, if yeah.
1: if I, I don't think they've done the research. I think they just measured their farm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Creation codes. Creation codes. Now. <laughs> Uh, so who s- oh. knows some information about this? Who knows information about this? That's correct. Uh, um, uh, psychics. Um, you, scientists. No, why are you guessing? You already got it right. Oh. The World Health Organization, who, says oh. in the area of biological effects... Oh, no. You're kidding me. They,
2: the World Health Organization is saying...
1: You have mistrust in the, in, in who?
2: Yes. Only because he- I'm, I'm worried that, you know... That it's still going to be on, the same, on yes. the same thing. Yes.
1: You should... No, I'm going to keep you anxious. Okay. The World Health Organization says, in the area of biological effects and medical applications of non-ionizing radiation, approximately 25,000 articles have been published over the past 30 years. And delivered over your Wi-Fi directly into your brain. Thanks, who? Despite the feeling of some people that more research needs to be done, scientific <laughs> knowledge in this area is now more extensive ...than for
2: most chemicals.
1: <laughs> Based on a recent in-depth review of the scientific literature, the, the... Who concluded... I keep... I'm thinking of the band. Yes. The Who... I, 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 they shouldn't say The Who. Yes, yes. Who... I can't say Who either. Yeah, yes. The World Health Organization concluded are. that current evidence does not confirm the existence of any health consequences from exposure to low-level electromagnetic fields. However... Some gaps in knowledge about biological effects exist and need further research. The main gap appears to be the potential impact on children using mobile phones for more than 10 years. Children are more susceptible to radiation than adults and problems may take decades to appear.
2: Oh, there you go. So you're okay. We're okay. Just don't, once again, don't give your kids a mobile phone. They don't need it. That's ridiculous. I'm just old man yeah. yells at cloud at this point. But mm. and mobile phones are so much stronger than Wi-Fi. Yes,
1: like yes, a, yes. you would have to stand with your head against the Wi-Fi device for a year. You. Put it right in your jacket. You would have to push your forehead up against it yes. for a year, right. to get the same amount of radiation as chatting on the phone for 20 minutes. There we go. So there, there you have it. Oh, I'm so glad about all that creation code. Or just get a, one of the pyramids,
2: <laughs> the pyramid. I heard a really great one. It was a bottle story. It's all that great, but it's just once again how people write it. It's like. Doctor Who gets Ebola goes clubbing? Like, Doctor Who gets Ebola goes clubbing? What are you doing, Doctor Who? You lunatic! He must have a reason. Must, it, it, it seems crazy, but he, he always has a plan. It, 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 they think, like Doctor Who has an answer for Ebola. Yay! Doctor Who has an answer for Ebola! Like, yeah. It, it must, yeah. The, the Who must hate that. Oh, yes, we know the TV show. Shut up, yeah, shut, yeah, up, yeah, shut, yeah, up yeah. shut up, shut up, shut up, shut, shut people, up, shut up. Shut up! People
1: need to stop. Or oh, Maybe maybe they get clicks. Maybe they get more clicks when oh. they right Doctor
2: Who. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but my favourite bit is in World War Z, how Peter Capaldi was, yes. was was in it, and he was listed as a Who Doctor. And the
2: Who Doctor, yes, as if they somehow knew. Ah. The Doctor for Who. Uh, very good. See, we're talking about rubbish, let's go on to The Walk of Shame.
1: Welcome to The Walk of Shame, the segment in which Greg and I, with your help, listeners, catch each other elt. Catch each other elt? Catch each other out. Catch each other eat. We catch each other out on pieces of science that got dropped through
2: the cracks. What have you got for me, Greg Waugh? We've, been, we've been quite a few. We were a long-time listener. Chris says, When you guys were talking about the chimp story, you said the chimps were all afraid that a ladder-climbing, banana-retrieving chimp was a bad thing, even though they'd never seen a chimp get electrocuted. Which I, we did. And Dan corrected and said, But all the chimps were getting electrocuted. Chris points out, Electrocution doesn't mean just getting a shock. It means death by electric oh, shock. Did I make which, that mistake? Which makes this the most horrifying example experiment ever yes we would like to point out this experiment wasn't killing chimps as so all the chimps learned a lesson damn it <laughs> I,
1: I never make that mistake i'm really careful
2: about that one <laughs> you actually corrected me on it thank you chris for that one so yes uh, uh. electrocution is a uh, killing by electricity they were just shocking the chimps yes which is not much better well chris also sent an email to me <laughs> he said in the last episode greg talked about an experiment with
1: chimps where chimps who tried to climb a ladder <laughs> and get away were shot blah 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 he's a fan of that story too but when he went to verify its validity, it seems that it was never, ever done. And then he said, you should try to dig up some evidence to see whether it actually happened. And I didn't need to, because then our old friend Michael Barnes chimed in and said that never happened. The story is repeated and even appears in textbooks. That's where I got it from, I was about to say. However, it is very unlikely the experiment was ever conducted. It is much more likely that it was sort of bastardised from some other experiments where adult male and female rhesus monkeys were trained to avoid manipulating objects and then placed individual naive animals in a cage with the trained Uh. individual of the same age and sex, blah blah Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the same experiment. So, yeah, there was
2: never a ladder and e- electricity ah, experiment. There you, there you go. Ad- and I must—I did get it from a psychology textbook. That's where I'm getting it from. So that's interesting. I will go back and yell at that textbook. Thank you very much. It's, it goes to prove that sometimes it just gets written down, does make it true. Yeah. So thank you, Michael Barnes. Thank or you, Chris. Or broadcast on a uh, podcast. On a, on, a, on a podcast. That's why we correct it as often as we can. I have got an interesting one from a lady who calls herself Miss Dame Lady Macaulay of the Grove of Kelvin. Uh, so, hello, Miss Dame Lady Macaulay of the Grove of Kelvin. People go back and listen to the podcast in groups, in in, in chunks. And in groups, in, they have parties. They have parties. Smart in, enough no better listening they, party. In, in chunks. And they, if you have if
1: you've done a <laughs> smart enough no
2: better listening party, we want to hear about it. We do, we definitely do. I meant, I meant in chunks. So sometimes they think that there's a walk of shame, but actually there isn't a walk of shame. So we're not too sure whether it's a walk of shame or not. She sort of said, Hey, I think this might be a walk of shame. We were talking to Dr. Jen Parsons about bats in the yes, past. Yes, we were. And it was a great interview with, with Dr. Jen. And Dan said he thought Lysivirus could, like, could be transmitted from bats to horses. And Dr. Jen Parsons said, no, that wasn't true. Dr. Jen said Dan was most likely thinking of Hendra virus, not lissavirus, But yeah. Miss Dame Lady Macaulay of the Grover of Kelvin has actually said she looked it up and actually found out that Lyssavirus has in fact been transmitted I from micro bats to horses. But Unfortunately, when she, when she was like, aha, I've caught out the expert, and, I, and Dan's right, and, and yay, and she, went and she went to write it, and then she actually looked at it and realized that that research came out a month after our interview. So... Dr. Oh. Jen Parsons was correct. She was correct in that I was wrong. It, at the time, that the, all the evidence said that you were wrong, but now there is new evidence which seems to state that Lysavirus actually has been transmitted via bats. But you can't really say it's a walk of shame on Dr. Jen. No, I think you can. No, no. That's was, how science works. No, no, it's not. It's, she was, the science was correct at that time, and uh, she was giving the correct science. A month after we record the podcast, science changes. This is a good thing, science changes. I'm really impressed with... Miss Dame Lady Macaulay of the Grove of Kelvin, for the sheer fact that she worked that out. Then just go, hey, that person was wrong. She went, wait, and looked at the time codes, nah. basically, of the research.
1: And went, She's been playing wait. Papers, Please. <laughs> you heard of Papers, Please? It's a computer game. Yes. Yeah, it's a computer game where you work at a customs booth and you have to look at their paperwork and your information ah. and check the dates and stuff and check to see whether the, the seals are all right. It's really weird because I played it for a couple of hours and then went, wait a second, I used to... I used to check security accounts for a casino once. I used to do this as a job. I used to get
2: paid to play this game. I used to wonder about that. A lot of these games, you go, this is a job. This is a job. Why are we doing this as a job?
1: (laughs) I used to to get paid to run around space blowing up aliens. (laughs) In the last episode, I said that the sun tends to set off most of its electromagnetic radiation at a low frequency. And you said the sun belches out electromagnetic radiation across the entire spectrum, including gamma radiation, which is what we were discussing. A little bit, yes. This is when we were discussing Teletubbies. Oh, yes. I had a bit of a look see, yes, because I was pretty sure that I was had read this somewhere and hopefully was right. And if I was wrong, it would never be brought up again. But <laughs> turns out that the sun emits electromagnetic radiation across most of the electromagnetic spectrum. Right. But the bulk of it is in the visible range. Less than nine percent is in the UV range, yes, and the, and it's only a tiny, tiny amount of ultra high frequency right. radiation that uh-huh. comes out. So forty. 5% of it is in the visible spectrum. Yes. And then another 45 in the... That's why our eyes evolved,
2: where they, what they've evolved into, yes. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. What, what, that yeah, makes, that I makes mean. a lot of sense, doesn't it? I thought it was just a coincidence. That's, uh, of course it's not a coincidence. <laughs> no.
1: no I'm an idiot <laughs> still. <laughs> what? Oh, I, no, I, no, I'm really, I'm really enthused I mean, about you're that. You're right,
2: the gamma radiation does require massive events, like the black holes, blazes, and that sort of stuff. So I'm, I admit I'm a bit stupid so for saying it, the sun produces gamma it, radiation. It
1: doesn't just pump out a, a, a whole stack of it it actually pumps out most of it in the visible ray wavelength and most of the rest of that in in uh, in infrared
2: and a little bit ultraviolet as well and then it's a it's a yellow star but so i i didn't realize i was saying that i i I will take the walk of shame but i must admit i would yes yeah you probably knew this and yeah i was i was listening to it going yes But the gamma radiation thing definitely i don't know why i say gamma radiation came from the sun that's stupid that's a dumb thing. It takes massive, celestial, horrible things for things to go on. And oh, okay. It's a bit bad, bad news. Yeah.
1: In that case, I've got another walk of shame to do right now. Excellent. Go. The sun produces gamma rays Ooh. as a result of the nuclear fusion process. These super high energy protons are converted to low energy photons before they reach the sun's surface and are emitted out into space. As a result, the sun does not emit gamma oh, rays. Well, yes, but it does yes. create them. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. sun does, however, emit x-rays, ultraviolet, visible light, yes, infrared, yes. radio waves, yes, and yes, neutrinos. Yes. Now, one really confusing thing is that it creates radio waves mm. and they're in the infrared band so they're they're low frequency
2: right they're lower frequency than light right yes and then you've got yeah, like a radio wave that's in the infrared band yeah a radio wave that's in the infrared band you've just said two different parts of the spectrum there radio waves no, right ra- radio waves are
1: low a, a lower frequency than visible light and yes. That's right, isn't it? But hang on,
2: but... Wait, And
1: infrared is it, lower frequency.
2: But it's not... Hang on. Radio is, is not infrared. Infrared is not radio. They're not the same thing. You, you, you're no, but
1: it's in that direction.
2: It's... Yes, but you just said you just said radio waves in the infrared band. Oh
1: yeah, no, that makes, that sense. makes
2: no sense. That's wow. There's like, well, it, that's that's like saying, so many walk of shame. Like saying blue light, that's red light. Yeah, it doesn't no, make any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so it's even further. So you go yes. past infrared, right, Up saying. to radio waves, got it. Yes. and then radio waves have got like ultra high frequency and very ultra high frequency. Like they're referred to as UHF and VHF. Yes, yes. yes. But they're only ultra high frequency compared to normal radio waves. They're still very low frequency compared to all electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. So if you were like ultra high frequency from a radio waves, well, that would be up the other end where the ultraviolet is. But it's not. It's right. only in relation to other radio waves, not in relation to the whole frequency of electromagnetic yes. radiation. Yes, right. Yes. So the, oh, I just, I didn't know that. Right. You're looking at me like I've already done a physics
2: degree. No. <laughs> sorry, I sorry. didn't know no, this. No, and maybe sorry. some of no, our no, listeners no. Sorry. Sorry.
3: don't know this. Sorry.
2: I always sit there and go, I shouldn't. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes when you say this stuff, I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, sometimes Sorry. I'm not trying to surprise
1: you. Yes. I'm trying to surprise myself
2: <laughs> and it usually works. I'm glad we worked it out. Yes, the sun creates Gamma rays. It doesn't emit gamma rays. Not taking that walk. Shame. Not doing it. Oh, really? Not, not doing it. No. But we were talking about being hit with gamma rays. But you can't be hit by gamma rays on planet Earth from the sun. And they never get emitted from the sun. They're inside the core of the sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. No. 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 Fair enough. That's fair it. enough. Now we have another fantastic one here. From <laughs> everything comes from Michael Barnes. Michael Barnes listens to every one of these podcasts and basically just rips us apart, which is brilliant. He sits uh, there with a pen and paper it writes all down. With now, glee on his face and. He How are they going to f*** up this time? (laughs) In podcast 79, Babies Under the Table, uh, Dan made the very erudite quip about Aristotle, saying this fly only has four legs. I went back to the archives heading to see if you had made any mention of Aristotle before, and it turns out this is a bit of a furphy, as described by John Wilkins in the science blog Evolving Thoughts. We, We hate Aristotle on this podcast. We basically said the man's an idiot. The man is basically yeah, an idiot. Yeah. Four he, legs and a fly. Yeah, four legs and a fly. Yeah, flies have more than four legs. They have six legs. That's right. So on John Wilkes' science blog, Evolving Thoughts, he points out Aristotle never said that all flies have four legs. That's not what he said. Okay. He mentions a particular animal, the Ephemerion, which is most likely a species of mayfly, of which are over 2,000 species. He counts their legs as a basic of functionality. Ah, right. So he's actually correct. So if he, what he's saying is we say it has six legs because it has six things that touch the ground. Mm -hmm. We call them legs. But... If you look at them as what it uses to for locomotion, mm. it has four of them that it moves along the ground to walk, and two that we would call arms. Ah, right. It has six limbs. It has four legs. So points of motion. Points of motion. what we are thinking about it. So, so Aristotle wasn't wrong. It was just how he defined it. His, yeah. he, it had four legs, and it had it has two limbs. So six limbs, and then two wings as well. So it eight limbs technically, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, Though limbs are not the same as wings.
1: Oh, that's nice. It's returned my trust in philosophers from the... Thousands,
2: thousands of years ago. I still think Aristotle is mainly rubbish, I'd like to point out, that basically he held back science longer than almost anyone else ever did because everyone went, he was clever, and therefore no one tested anything. But it's still it's a walk of shame for us. He never said that flies had four legs. He said that a certain fly had four points of locomotion.
1: And you know what? Ever since you told me that he said that flies only have four legs, yes, I've never actually counted the legs in a fly to see whether they had six legs. <laughs> I'm just assuming someone has done that since then.
2: I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm watched flies many times in my life. I must get very bored. And I must admit, you do see them wander around on four legs, and they kind of rub the two front ones together. They go, rub, 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 Just normal everyday house flies. And then they walk off somewhere else. And they walk on four. They, they look like they're plotting yes, something. <laughs> <laughs> they rub their little <laughs> hands. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I, mean,
1: I, we- I will beat you cartoon opponents in this wacky race.
2: ha. <laughs> 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 Do you know a singer by the name of Megan Trainer? Yes, she sings a song all about the bass. It's exactly right. It's then the bass, bass, you're going to love bass, this bass, parody of it. Oh,
0: f- because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no. bass, bass. bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear I ain't no science fool. So you got litmus litmus. Well I can turn it blue. Make it go boom boom all over the place when all the H plus meet all the OHs Pink I think that's straight dope. Mix in a lipid here and it'll make it soap. You want it neutral, neutral pH is low, better set up a titration with a strong hydroxyl drop. Yeah, my lab tech, she told me, don't worry about your eyes. If a massage gets in, then we just have to neutralize. You'll know I love me, my stomach, and all the things it dissolves. But my that keeps it from eating my intestine wall. 'cause you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Ha! I'm gonna do the math. To figure out the ratios to react Stoichiometry, yeah, that's where it's at And it'll tell you To prepare at least one baller for your start hearts will drop Yeah, my lab tech, she told me Don't worry about your eyes Cause if acid gets in We can fix it with alkaline That will always, always That always No, I love me, my stomach And all the things it dissolves But my bow that keeps it from meeting my intestine wall because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no acid, I'm all about that bass, about that bass ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: That is the incomparable Tim Blaze from Acapella Science, who I adore, I adore his stuff. I think he's so talented, and that especially for me is correct. It's like scientifically correct. I love it, I love it, I love it so much. Well, I started out hating it. Yes, you did. I heard you, you're like, oh, you saw his face, you went, oh, it's that I, guy, I, I, I hate I, that it's, guy. It's
1: probably recorded somewhere, but my, my noise was basically, oh, God. God well you
2: you, you 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 got angry you got angry directly at the no acid bit but of course it had to be based on the no trouble You couldn't do anything else could it it's, it's the joke is it? it's like a it just... You like seeing jokes come down. You keep saying, Oh, I love seeing jokes come down. I thought, no, but yeah, that wasn't a joke, though. That was That's just. a joke. A... It's, a, it's a parody. It's what a yeah. parody yeah. is. Anyway. Uh, anyway I start off
1: you... and I'd be like, Oh, God. And then I warmed to it. Oh, good. I warmed to it, especially when it got up to the intestinal wall. <laughs> <laughs> then pretty... I really laughed. Then I called on it again. So I'm back to hating it. <laughs> That's Oh, there you go. I but think... you had
2: me for a moment, Greg. I've always got you. I think he's a very talented young man. And oh, yeah, no. He, there's he, no doubt about that. He, is. he, he sings wonderful. beautifully and, he, and he's clever. And I've watched a lot of his stuff. And we've, this is the third song we've had on the podcast, so that means something. That I, I think they're all worth they're all amazingly... I mean, the one about quantum physics was ridiculously complicated because he's a PhD, and he's just like, whoa, just blows you away with science. Bit too much really. But amazing, amazing Acapella Science. Look yeah, him a bit up, too a, much. Bit a, too much. Yeah. Acapella Be science too much. Acapella Science is really good. Look him up. Bit too much. I was really I was happy for him. He lost his laptop. He's poor. He's a student. He lost his laptop and he came out and he went, Look, I'm I'm just I've lost my laptop. It's been stolen. I can't do this anymore. I can't do Acapella Science because I don't have the money to purchase a new one, just the way it is. I'm gonna put up an Indiegogo campaign and if you want to give me money, I would like that, but I'm just you know asking. And he asked for like a thousand dollars and he's up to like twelve thousand dollars. People like throwing money and he's like he's like okay kind of like jonathan colton he's gone okay you love me so much what i'll do is i will keep working my phd but I will not do my normal day job. I will just live on the money you've given me, and I will do nothing but acapella science for a year. And I went, "That's brilliant! Like, what? A, I'm so happy for him." As oh, in wow. so, a bad thing turned into a good thing. He obviously doesn't need a lot of money—like twelve thousand dollars is not a lot in this world. But mm. he obviously lives for on, a student. For a student, maybe that's they just it. eat Raymond noodles. Obviously, and stuff, so and the love, the love of internet people. So send him your love, Tim Blaze. I think I have a bit of a, bit of a music crush on Tim Blaze. I think I do. Mm. I, I come out and say it.
1: Completely coincidentally, my. Uh, uh, block of gold bullion was stolen just recently so i can't, we can't really do the podcast <laughs> more? No, we're not doing I... that.
2: What we can talk about, yeah. though, is the Teespring T-shirt. Oh, yeah. They're still going for another that's, week. That'll be another week when this comes out. And at the moment, uh, we have sold more than enough to, to print run. I checked it last night. We have sold. But we haven't hit our goal we yet. We haven't hit our goal yet. But, we have, but what it means is it, it will be printed, but we we can do
1: higher. We can make more. I think that's how it works. Well, I, I don't think we get paid unless it hits the goal. Oh, okay. There you so go. So you get your shirts, you ingrates, but we don't get paid. That's <laughs> right. And then... And, and, um, Papa wants his brand new bag. I don't know anything about the
2: 40s. No, no, obviously not. But what uh, we're talking about, if you look in the in the show notes, the te- 60s, uh, that's t- where that came from. 20th century in general. If you look in the show notes, you'll see the Teespring t-shirt. What you'll get is a Smarter Demeter official t-shirt in black or purple, men or women's. It costs about $18 plus postage where you are in the world. If you're America, it's really cheap. If you're not in America, a bit more expensive. Sorry, Antarctica? Antarctica. Look. Really, really hard. And not a great place for t-shirts. No, either. no. Right Rug up, Antarctica, for goodness sake. Rug up. Actually, if you're in Antarctica listening to this, let us know.
1: That would make my day. Yeah, and we'll start up one of them tea spring things for us. Smart enough to know better. Full body panda suit thing. If, if you are actually in Antarctica,
2: suit. I will purchase one of the t-shirts myself and I will post it to you myself. I will get it to you in Antarctica. And you have to wear it in Antarctica and get a photo. Because, you know, why not? You All right. Done. <laughs> you have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And the other person with a stuffed-up nose is Greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And you can also hear us on the Facebooks. At, no, that's not how Facebook that's works. Not how Facebook works. You can click on us on the Facebooks. Face us on the book. Book and with the Facebooky slash SE2KB. And you can go to iTunes and review. Subscribe, writers. subscribe, 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 subscribe. subscribe Subscribe. Just
1: do it once. Just do if it once. If you keep toggling it, right. you may end up not being unsubscribed from the podcast. Oh, man,
2: don't do that. Don't you're subscribe. Really, subscribe. You're subscribe.
1: Really throwing them off no, there. No, just
2: subscribe and write us a review. We'd like to hear reviews. I, I like reading your reviews. It makes me happy. You know, what I just discovered. Yes, because
1: I was like, oh, there's a bunch of reviews, but there are, it says that there's lots of reviews, but I can only see some of them. Right. We can't see the ones in America or the UK. Oh, that's why you found that website which had a whole bunch of other reviews. new reviews. Yeah,
0: American UK because we were stupidly. So we can locked. only
1: see them in are, the Australian How are we going to see them, Dan? How are we going to see the love we get from overseas? Uh, actually, I think I can just switch it to America. Oh, well, that's right. Then we're fine. We should probably do that. Yeah, we we'll should just can do we that. give that a go when yeah. I edit this. That's up. Uh, that'd be good.
2: All right. Thank you, Ben. Everyone, please review us. We, we love hearing from you. Keep us honest. Keep doing science.
1: There are show notes to every single episode. You can jump onto the website, smartenough.org. It proves to a certain to sigma 2 that we aren't <laughs> making this up <laughs> what is sigma 2 that's just a flipping a coin isn't it's, it
2: no, no 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 sigma 2 is about 6 over 60% isn't it it's, it's um it's
0: oh, oh, that's pretty good then sigma
2: 2 is sigma, about what, I think it's I think it's 60 60 something 67 and ah maybe 70 oh, it's going to be wrong i know i'm wrong don't write it and tell me i'll look it up okay. but yes but it's it's it's, that, it's that 70 it's we'll, we'll get on to Doc, Dr Clifford and ask him about maths that's where we have, we have a maths guy it's one standard deviation and as we always like to say, creation code. I've been quite ill, so... Whoa. Are you fine? No. Unless you're going to lick my bottom, I assume you'll be fine. Well, there goes that segment. <laughs> and he was like are you okay and I was very no no I'm fine I'm fine it's what, ah. it's what white people do all the time we love to vomit and it, it shows our appreciation to your driving skills it really was awesome. oh.
1: <laughs> a uh, in some customs it's polite to vomit oh, after right, getting out of right. the learn right. cab
2: learn about Australia damn it um, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I got poked by a nice person who was like oh, are you okay it's like oh, 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 oh thanks you so uh, yeah and then I had this I'm very infectious uh, <laughs> They will arrest your ass. Uh, seriously, you won't get on the plane. Like, don't. Like,
0: and with oh. a
1: bowler,
2: they'll literally arrest
1: your ass. Your ass will go into, into custody. But I, I was going to say, this is a lethal weapon. Now, your ass. <laughs> we've got to kill cows and chickens because we've got to eat. It's like we only really need to eat like a, like a three hundred grams.
3: No, we're
1: there for eating. It's pure. We have to kill them all the time. <laughs> We have I don't want to do this. <laughs> Boom! And, and, thing, and like, this brings this brings disappointment
2: to my heart. <laughs> but it has to be done, Dan. <laughs> slash, slash, burn. And the it's, and it's, and it's thing, like, both people go, like, they don't suffer. Cows don't suffer anymore in abattoirs. And you're like. Have you ever been to an abattoir? I mean once again, I'm not being that vengeful. The, the, the sp- people who work at abattoirs uh, suffer and, in an abattoir. And, and the animals the people who work at abattoirs. I mean, my dad worked on an abattoir, and his thing is it's not fun for the cow or the person, but mainly for the cow. Yeah, <laughs> cow gets the bad part of that it's- deal. Uh, uh, what should we start with? Let's get, let's get uh. the sex let's get the sex out
1: of the way. <laughs> I had a dollar for every time <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> uh, the only thing I didn't like but is the, sh- <laughs> the shittest. I There's nothing else that rhymes with fittest. I, I, know, I know, I know. You don't... Yeah, I, I, I spent 15 minutes no, no, trying to no, rhyme I, that I, mother I, f- I got it
2: too, because I went, that's a stupid ride. And at the end I went, dumb, dumb Dan, who's dumb ride who's dumb in the face. I'll show him how good... It- no, no, no. I don't, no, I, no, no,
1: no. And the thing is, I did it, and I went... And I went Ah, oh, but it's it do, it doesn't match the tone of yeah. the rest of the poem. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. but it does match the tone of the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. staying in.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've done a parody of Ulysses. Um, oh, God. James Joyce's Ulysses. <laughs> Let us start. Oh, God.
1: I can't believe there was actually a kid's cartoon based on Ulysses. Where not it was the James Uli- Joyce version Ulysses in space. Yes, it was. Is yes. that not the James? That's no. all I know about Ulysses. What
2: Ulysses, Odysseus. Ulysses and Odysseus are the same person, just different names like Roman and the Greek versions. So Odysseus was the guy who went on the Odyssey, and he was a guy who. And is that what they based the sci-fi show on? Yeah, yeah. Ulysses and Odysseus are the same person, different names, same right. person. So Ulysses, J- James Joyce's Ulysses is not. It's not I
1: every time I hear about <laughs> James Joyce's Ulysses, I imagine a giant metal <laughs> spacecraft with an eye in the middle of it. Right.
2: No. Uh no. And not. I'm like,
1: why does everyone say this is really boring and hard to
2: get to? <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> lasers everywhere. <laughs> the very, very, very dense James Joyce Ulysses in the thirtieth century. Yeah. That's uh that's yeah. awesome. That would be a great a great book. We should write that immediately. <laughs>